Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill, and, well, we've made it. We've made it to the end of season 21 of South Park, which means we're getting a lot closer to catching up with where we're at in today's timeline. But before we could get rid of season 21 and say goodbye, we have one last episode to discuss and that is splatty tomato so this is the season finale and this has really built up uh from the last episode to this point in time to the season finale and what we're gonna get is very interesting now before we get into this episode what is a splatty tomato, you might ask? Well, it comes from Rotten Tomatoes, which is a website that reviews TVs and movies. So, a splatty tomato, or a rotten tomato, is a film or a TV show with a score of 59% or lower that receives that seal so pretty much we are using an online critic site to guess give a review although I use IMDB so I'm not going to be too hypocritical all right so let's dive into it let's get into the season finale of South Park splatty tomato the episode was written and directed by trey parker and originally aired on december 6th 2017 our episode begins at somebody's house we're we're not sure who yet but we will momentarily there's a little girl who is screaming in her bed and her parents come to check on her. And she says that she saw the president. And the dad is very upset because he believes that they, the school is teaching them liberal ways. And, they're, and he tells his daughter, the, the president's not here. He's in Washington. He's running the country. You don't have to be scared. So he decides that they're going to have a talk with the head of the school the next morning. So as he turns off the lights, his daughter goes to the window. It's raining. Thunder and lightning. Hey, there's the president. He's standing on the sidewalk. Daughter was telling the truth. Hmm. Meanwhile, Kyle is sitting at the end of his bed and he is just depressed about what happened in Toronto when Ike walks by and Ike is pissed off. And Kyle tries to explain to Ike everything, you know, why he did what he did. And Ike gives this great line of, Stop playing the victim, Jesus! So, the next morning at the school, PC principal and strong woman are having a meeting with this family. And we find out their name. They are the Whites. And... There's this whole spiel about how no one cares about the whites. We've been here since the beginning. And as this is going on, PC Principal and Strong Woman, they're looking at each other. And the wife all of a sudden goes, Does anybody here, if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right? And they're like, Oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're fine. We're fine. So, Tweak... He, oh no, actually, let me go back just a minute, because Ike watches the news, 
and Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister, Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, who is, he's got, like, this look on, like, you know, like the old Warner Brothers cartoons where, like, dynamite explodes and he's got, like, the remnants of it on his face. Well, that's how he looks. And he tells all Canadians, we've got to band together. We've got to get, we've got to get the President of the United States for his crime. So Tweak is riding his bicycle in the rain and he sees this red balloon. And on the balloon, it says, Make America Great Again. And it pops, and here's Garrison, and he's like, How are my approval ratings? And this scares Tweak. So it gets to the very next scene, and this is really a good scene. So, the scene starts, Tweak and Craig on the bench, Craig is comforting Tweak. Where this goes, well, let's listen. Okay, I, I, I love that Randy tries to ride his bike and just falls over, like, on his face. It's just really funny. So, yeah, um, this is around the time where Stranger Things and It are very big. So, I'm going to briefly talk about both. So, Stranger Things... Uh, is a Netflix original series. It first premiered on July 15th, 2016. Um, it has gone for four seasons. There is a fifth season that is going to happen at some point. I'm not sure when because of the strike that's going on with the writers and the actors. So I really don't know if we're going to get a fifth season by the time you guys are listening to this podcast. So the, the, the premise of the show, basically, is it is set in the 1980s, and it's a mix of sci-fi, horror, drama, mystery, and it's got a really big cast. Now, I watched the first episode. Like I tr- like I tried to watch the first episode. And I'm like, okay, this is, you know, like an 80s theme. This is going to be good. I never got into it. I just couldn't get into the show. And it surprised me because I love, you know, like all things 80s related. I think you guys know that by this point. I love all things 80s. This would be like a perfect show for me, but I just never got into it. I don't know why. I just never got into it. But. It is such a popular show. Um, it's been nominated for many awards. It's, you know, made stars out of a lot of people. Um, probably the biggest one, I would say, is Millie Bobby Brown. That's who I think 
has benefited the most from, um, you know, this show, but it's a very popular show and they reference a lot of 80s stuff and it's just become this huge phenomenon. And whenever that fifth season happens, it's going to be the final season. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to be tuned in to see that. Now, with it, this is a adaptation of a book that was written by Stephen King. Now, the original It was a made-for-TV movie in the 1990s, and then I guess someone decided, you know what, we need to make this an actual movie, an, a, like a motion picture. So they did the movie. Um, they had a budget of 35 to $40 million dollars, and it made over $700 million at the box office. And it became the third highest grossing R-rated movie of all time at the time of its release. And then two years later, It, Chapter 2, was released covering the remaining story of the book. And this was a very popular movie. Like, it's been made fun of. Like, I remember last season or last year the simpsons did an entire episode parody of it and it too i can't think of the name of it right now i'm sure someone listening to this is like saying the name and is probably screaming at me but i oh, i can't remember it for the life of me which is a shame because it was actually a pretty good episode of the simpsons so uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. But uh, that episode, I mean, I have not seen this movie. I don't know. I'm, I might someday. I don't know. Okay. So we have a town's meeting. And they have a, a police officer there who, you know, is telling everyone what to do if they see the president. And Mr. White is like, Oh, no. Now, you know, if this happened with Hillary, you'd be doing the same thing. And people are like, Bob, not not now. Just not now. Meanwhile, a missing persons poster gets put up. It's Ike. Ike has gone missing. And the boys show Kyle and Kyle's like, OK, I, I got to go. I, I got to save my brother. And everyone joins in. Except for Heidi. Because Heidi said, you know, he, she and Carmen were going to have a date night. And it's like, look, his brother means more than a date night. Meanwhile, in a funny scene that's, I, I think, kind of forgettable, actually. PC principal and strong woman take Butters out to lunch. And I like how, like, they go through, like, entering the restaurant. It's like, uh, strong woman has a reservation. And so the guy asks, what's, okay, what's the reservation under? Woman. First name. Strong. And then the two of them are having this conversation at the booth, at a booth. And Butters just puts out the best line of the episode. He's like, uh, when are we going to order? <laughs> so now after that Stan, Kyle, Tweak, Craig, Cartman and Heidi are all together and they're about to go on this adventure. And during this Heidi makes a comment, you know, about how why are we saving you know, Kyle's brother, you know, like, I don't care if you had the hots for me. And then Kyle has the best comeback. And he's like, I wouldn't have a crush on the person that you've become now. And that is such a blow. Like, oh my gosh, it is such a blow. And it's going to become like, it's not noticed, I think. But to me, that line is the beginning of a trigger effect of what we're going to get the rest of the way. 
So, um, Mr. White is going to put out finger food for the president when Randy and some of the other neighbors catch him. And it's like, come on, really? And then Mr. White goes into the whole, you know, Hillary got funds from a foreign, you know, uh, company during her campaign in 2003 and blah, 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 blah. So the boys decide, okay, we're having this adventure. We're going to play 80s music. So Craig on Pandora starts playing the Super Bowl Shuffle. And Stan's like, how is this adventurous? How is this adventurous? So he changes and he goes to the next song, which is Gloria by Laura Branigan. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, boy, wait until a year and a half from now when that song becomes popular again. <laughs> so as they're walking, they go over this bridge and Heidi stops and looks she realizes this is the bridge where she decided I'm no longer going to be a part of Twitter this is the bridge where she quote unquote committed suicide by dropping her phone in the water and this is where the bridge where the relationship between Heidi and Cartman begins. And then here's Heidi, but her old self. And then she's like, shut up, you skinny bitch. And Heidi's starting to have flashbacks, have memories of stuff. So as we go on, the whole town tells the mayor, you know, that some kids are missing. And she's like, well, what are you doing here telling me that these kids are missing? And they're like, well, we have to tell you. And she's like, why aren't you going to get the president? And one of them's like, don't worry. We have a fox trap set up. And she's like, fox trap? So, the next scene, the president, Garrison, is eating this mouse, which is weird and disgusting, because I really, I don't know, maybe Mr. Garrison would eat a rat in a survival situation. Who knows? So, anyway, he sees a Fox News setup. That's the Fox trap, which is really good. And he's going to go over there. He's like, Oh, I'll tell them my story. They'll believe me. And then here's Mr. White in the woods telling him, it's a trap. It's a trap. Do not go in there. Do not fall for it. So Garrison avoids the fox trap. So then we go to the cabin as now Hold On to the Nights is being played by Rich Marks. And they go in there, and Ike's not there. But Heidi, she has a realization. This is the place where all of Cartman's electronics were broken. This is where Cartman lost all of his electronics stuff. And... It's getting more and more. Like Heidi's maybe starting to put stuff together. So as they're looking, here is Royal Mountie Ike. Well, remember, he was knighted in Canada after saving the princess many seasons ago. So he's riding on this St. Bernard. He gets off and he sees some pieces of poop. He breaks one of them, he smells it, and he goes on to look for the president. Meanwhile, the boys, still looking for Ike, uh, playing Hold On to the Night again, but Stan's had enough, so he's going to go to Spotify for his 80s station, 
And the first song that plays is Pac-Man Fever. <laughs> like, oh yeah, this is really great. This is really great. So, now we're going to get to a very important scene in this episode. And this is one of the funniest scenes. Like, if I show... Okay, I'm going to say this. If I showed this scene to my mom, she would be squirmish for a particular reason that you guys will find out in a couple of minutes. But I'm going to play this clip and I'll let you figure out where my mom would be a bit squirmish at. Someone's got to go flush him out. I'll be ready to trap him. I'll do it. Hey, hey! Just remember, he's been eating animals and living like a monster. Just prepare yourself for what you're about to see. Oh my god! What, the principal and vice principal? I told you we couldn't hide. But... But you two work together. You two work together. Hey, what the hell's going on? They're together. Who's together? The principal and the vice principal. They can't be together. They're co-workers. Wait, wait, wait. You mean he's actually her superior and they were in their... would want to put their penis in a co-worker. Okay, so if you haven't figured out by now, it's the throwing up scene. That's what would have made my mom just, like, squirm. And so, yeah. And, the, and, I, and I'll say this. That scene is done so well because you never think like, they kind of got forgotten about after the restaurant scene. It's like, they find this tent, and it's like, this is where the president is. And then Randy goes in and sees PC Principal and Strong Woman making out, and they're like, but they're co-workers. They shouldn't be. Remember like I said in the last episode, my parents met at work. So... It's a funny overreaction. I'll say that. So now we are playing Queen of Hearts by Juice Noonan as they're still looking for Ike, the kids. And then Heidi has another memory of the woods. This is the exact spot where Halloween, they dressed up Cartman and Heidi as Hansel and Gretel and Heidi got kidnapped by the witch. And they start to have this argument. When all of a sudden, here's Principal or President Garrison right there. And it looks like something is going to happen. When all of a sudden, he goes right into a trap set up by Ike. Hey, okay. So. We go back to the community center. And this is going to lead to another moment where, again, my mom would just be very cringeworthy about this scene uh, for particular reasons. But, you know, they're trying to find the kids. They can't find them. And then we get this. Randy, did you find anything? Sharon, You know, I was kind of waiting in a way for 
like everybody else in in the community center to throw up because of them finding out that they're together now um so yeah that happens and then all of a sudden there's a horn that goes off and here's ike with the president tied up on his sled and it kind of reminds me of the story of peter and the wolf um that old russian tale which doesn't really get talked about anymore which is sad because it's actually a really fun story so here the president is tied up ike has caught him and then we dive into absolute craziness you want to know where there's a war there's a war on christmas nobody cares about that because guess who loves christmas the whites at least this man's trying to save christmas that's true he's not saving christmas bob he's running around scaring your kids and shitting in the woods <sighs> come on bob what's best for your daughter i mean really down the gun, sweetheart, okay? I used to be kind. I used to be caring. But then you... You... No. Not you. Me. I did this. I let being a victim become a way of life. And if you always make yourself the victim, you can justify being awful. Eric, I'm sorry. I'm breaking up with you. Honey, don't be ridiculous. I've been ridiculous. I have to learn to stop feeling sorry for myself. Heidi, you are not breaking up with me. Yes, I am. It's over. I'm afraid I can't let you do that, sweetheart. Step back. I'll do it, I swear to God. It's not going to work this time, Eric. You break up with me, I will kill myself. The choice is yours, Heidi. Come on, everybody. Eric, we don't want you to die. I'm sorry. You can be the victim. I can't. Heidi? Heidi, I've got to do it! Here we go! Heidi, are you seriously? He broke free. The president is on the loose again. He'll be even more desperate now. It's going to get worse. We can't destroy him, can we? I don't know. I guess it's up to the whites. I absolutely love that last scene because it is a culmination of basically this entire episode with the whites, you know, defending the president, or at least the dad anyway. I don't know how the wife feels and the kids feel, but at least it's the dad, the husband that's defending President Garrison. And then Heidi just snaps and tries to blame Cartman for everything that's happened to her, the change that she has become, and then she realizes, no, this is my fault. And then she finally breaks up with him for good, and he won't accept it, and he says, you know, he's going to pull the trigger, and we don't know if, like, he really means it or not this time, and then the president breaks free, and, you know, it's like, well, it'll depend on how the whites do it. And then you get this, like, zoom out of everything, and it's a great way to end the episode. And that is the end of Splat Splatty Tomato, and more importantly, the end of Season 21 of South Park. So, in that last scene, um, I want to point out, and actually, Trey references this in the mini-commentary for the episode. That the kid, the boy, Jason, is in the very first episode. Carbon gets an anal probe. And is not seen for a few seasons. Also in the background, Officer Bar Brady is there in the background. And also, and this one is in reference, but he is there 
Mr. Slave is in the background as well. So, what did I think of this season finale? Well, it's better than the last three season finales that we've been through together, folks. I'll say that. I I really enjoyed this episode. I thought this was a really good way to end the season. I, I thought this ended on a good note. I mean, I'm going to give my overall thoughts in a couple minutes on this season, but I thought this was well done. Um, you know, you make uh, fun of Stranger Things, you make fun of it, and there's really no, like, political target or issue they're going with. It's just, we kind of have to wrap up the story of what we did in the last episode, but also end the story of Heidi and Carmen, because it's been going for over a year, and I think it ended absolutely perfectly, but if I remember correctly, and again, I, I could be wrong, if I'm wrong, please let me know, I don't think we see Heidi ever again after this episode. I, I don't think we ever do. Again, if I'm wrong, let me know. But as far as this episode goes, really good episode. Great 80s references. Uh, I like the reveal of PC Principal and Strong Woman. The reaction is over-the-top funny. I'm going to give this an 8. Uh, that That's going to be my grade. That's how I felt about this episode. This was a really good episode. A good way to end this season. I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10. All right. Let's go to what the critics thought of this episode. Dan Caffrey of the AV Club gave this a B-, saying that he did not like how President Garrison was used in the episode, commenting, Whenever a Trump-Garrison storyline goes nowhere, it's likely because Parker and Stone just don't have that much more to say about him. Jesse Shadeen of IGN gave this a 7.9 out of 10, commenting on the episode, that it didn't quite combine its many concurrent plot threads into a cohesive whole, but it did a better job of tying up loose ends than most. And in some ways, the lack of closure in the final moments only played into the larger themes and topical humor. Joe Matar of Den of Geek gave this a 3.5 out of 5 star rating, stating, I don't usually find South Park laugh out loud funny these days, and season 21 has been mostly weak. So, Splatty Tomato was a nice surprise in that it was well plotted, had some clever gags, and ended with a clear moral for Heidi, Cartman, and the Whites. If you always make yourself the victim, you can justify being awful. And that is the truth right there. Jeremy Lambert of 411 Mania gave this a 6.5 out of 10, stating in his review, The episode had some funny moments, the bad 80s music played for some nice laughs, and I lost it at the fox trap. But the goal of this episode didn't seem to be make people laugh, it seemed to be make people realize that America sucks right now. Mission accomplished, Matt and Trey. Danny D. Placido of Forbes praised the episode in his review, stating, Regardless of your political alignment, the overarching message from this season, to stop playing the victim, stop othering the, uh, the opposing side, and to just calm the hell down, is difficult to argue with. Despite the show's reputation for reckless offensiveness, I would argue that South Park is one of the few voices of reason in the media landscape today. And Ben Travers of IndieWire gave this episode a B-, stating in his review, Parker and Stone have always skewered everyone. They'll go after the easy targets, like Trump, and the hard targets, like PC culture. Over 21 years, they've proven themselves incredibly smart and savvy satirists, satirists and season 21 had plenty of shining moments. All right, let's go to IMDb, and then I'll give you all my thoughts on this season. Over 2,000 people have given this episode a rating, and the IMDb rating of this episode is a 7.2 out of 10. 487 people gave this a 7, 
394 people gave it an 8. That's the score I'm giving this episode. 315 people gave it a 10. And 161 people gave this a 1. Wow, I'm surprised about that score. All right, let's go to the user reviews. I don't know if we're going to get to all of them, but we'll we'll see. It'll depend on how long some of these um, reviews are. So let's start. I try to find some new people. Every you know, um, I'll start with Cruise Wind four six five three four, who wrote, "It's funny how South Park has basically called Obama a thief." criticized PC to the death, literally making a character called PC that shows out that people's retrograde view, but they make a season calling out Trump and are liberals. That's funny, guys. I don't remember nobody calling them liberals when they criticized Obama. The episode was good, not bad, not awful, not excellent, but good. Real fan... Real Fandang of <laughs> Real Fandango Forever wrote Canada, the President, Ike the Mountie, and the Groper. How can this not be a great episode? Love it. Uh Robinson Austin Dash 07490 wrote So Splatty Tomato, the tenth episode and the season finale of the twenty first season of South Park. After the events of last episode, President Garrison is desperately trying to salvage his approval rating after basically deporting a nuclear bomb to Canada. Now with the president on the run, the people of South Park band together to retrieve Garrison. Okay, so season 21 was okay at best. To be honest, this season was rather forgettable. There were some highlights in the season, such as Eric manipulating his girlfriend Heidi into being more like himself, as a result, she became fat and cruel. One episode perfectly reflected how similar Heidi's situation was with Cartman to how the cabinet was dealing with Garrison, who is by all intents and purposes a stand-in for Trump. Despite Garrison committing reprehensible acts against his own staff, they tried to continue the illusion that nothing was amiss, which is pretty close to real life as the same can be said about a certain orange-haired man's current presidency. The circumstances that the staff face connects with Heidi. She finally realized how much of a negative influence Cartman was over her, and she dumps him. However, instead of consoling her, Heidi's friends instead mock her by saying that they told her so. Because she refused to admit that they were right in their criticism, she instead swallows her pride and reinstates her relationship with Eric. At the very least, she realized finally that Carmen was a sociopathic monster, who would have guessed, and breaks up with him for real this time. I guess what made the season kind of drag a bit was the real-life circumstances behind the real-life presidential campaign, because it wasn't anticipated that Trump would actually win the 2016 election. Trey and Park simply are at a loss as to how to go about this turn of events. Really, what more can you say? Trump won. Any kind of jokes you could have possibly made about the plausibility of what a Trump-centered presidency would bring had basically come to realization. So in this episode, Garrison tries to get his approval up, but he ends up terrorizing the children of South Park instead. In some ways, it is funny because of how over-the-top they play it, but you can get the impression that the writers are at a loss to do with Garrison at this point. Now the references. They are actually pretty funny. The main ones are on Netflix's series Stranger Things and the 2017 adaptation of Stephen King's It. They are funny in how they are used. For instance, one kid sees a red balloon with the words, Make America Great Again, which then pops, revealing Garrison to be behind it. And the other reference is how Ike goes to search for Garrison to avenge his native country, Canada. It also poked fun at how 80s music was employed in it. That was one of my complaints with the film and how many moments meant to be sinister or sad are often immediately accompanied by generic 80s music. It destroys the mood entirely. However, the references also work against the episode. 
because they were alluding to two different works, it made the storyline somewhat wonky, and it doesn't help that they also throw in a nod to Friday the 13th in one instance. Some elements of the episode's plot didn't bode with me well. The episode felt as though it glossed over the events of what happened in last week's episode. Yeah, it, it did. He's got a good point. For instance, Kyle seems to completely get over the fact that by talking the president into taking action against Canada, he was indirectly to blame for the bombing. While the bombing of Canada is mentioned, and it's what drives Ike to search for Garrison, it's mainly ignored in order for the search for the president to be in the forefront. And then you get the mini-plot of Heidi reminiscing on what her life was like before meeting Carmen, but that's pushed to the side until the last seconds of the episode. Then you have the White family, the stand-ins for anyone who still believes that they were right with voting Trump into the White House. They don't contribute much in the episode, and it was blatantly obvious their purpose is for the episode. Basically, the joke is that since they're a Caucasian family, they feel as if they are getting the short end of the stick. Look, I get it. It's not funny. Lastly, there's the subplot between PC Principal and Strong Woman that began in the previous episode. Nothing is done with the relationship other than how they take Butters out to a restaurant to excuse them dating each other because God forbid if anyone in the workplace are seeing each other. Thank you. And Butters doesn't seem to care that much that his Canadian girlfriend very well could have been one of the many casualties. Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Overall, Splatty Tomato was an okay episode, but as for a season finale, it was over or underwhelming. All right, uh, this review, let's see. Okay, well, I'll read this one. QBI-51387 wrote, Loved this episode. And I'm not a Trump hater. Finally got some laughs from South Park. I'm really surprised to find so many negative opinions around here. People really missed the point with the Trump story arc. I mean, during the whole episode, South Park Trump doesn't do anything remotely negative. People from South Park assume that all their problems are because of South Park Trump. Isn't that a nice commentary in itself? And the way dramatic music is used each time South Park Trump is on screen, the irony of it all, calling it Trump bashing, is really crazy. People who watch South Park really have to be more thick-skinned. I really enjoyed how they used music in the episode, poking some fun at cliffhanger endings, nostalgia, and cheap drama and thrills. But I do hope that this using bottom-of-the-barrel pop culture stuff ironically theme will end with this with this season it's only funny in low dosage i don't believe that it will change but i do hope so conclusion for carmen romantic story is also natural and funny as hell i've enjoyed it immensely i hope that they will retain this level of quality next season because i was really bored with south park this year really low ratio of cool ideas to filler content weak sauce all right uh metal dash dante wrote Another episode of Trump bashing and Suedo political commentary. When the writers promised us to end, promised us the end of serialization, I didn't realize they were still serialized their, seri their season, but with 90% less plot. The plot is so scattered, it's as if they have social commentary idea balls of what to include, which they wrap in vomit jokes and nostalgia for 20 minutes and call it an episode. It is no wonder that people have been referring to this season as a more political version of Family Guy. Ooh. On topic of politics, the only real topic was how horrible Trump is. I get it, you don't like him. Neither do I, but your country voted for him. So suck it up and go on. Where are the actual, where are the actual important topics like hashtag me too, European destabilization, or the crumbling foundation of America? Considering how brilliant the writing was in the earlier seasons, it seems as if now they have completely outsourced the writing and only come into the office to record the voices. As a huge fan, I've struggled every week to watch every episode, and I'm honestly not looking forward to the next season. Wow. Uh, Randika underscore G wrote, This was a great episode, but I nearly avoided watching it due to the low review score. 
after watching it, I realized that it's due to Trump supporters being butthurt by it since it paints their orange overlord in bad light. Truth X Seeker wrote, The main point of this episode was that President Donald Trump is bad. Some of the jokes were funny, but bashing Trump has become redundant. I get it. Many people do not like him, but there's no need to beat a dead horse. I'll still watch the next season, but the Trump jokes need to be limited to one or two episodes or feature none. Rizada wrote, This episode is best in this season. I can't wait for new season. Really great way to finish season. Eric Stevenson wrote, This episode features President Garrison going on the move uh, scaring children. I especially love the joke about how they mentioned that his approval rating is even lower than the rating for the nut job too. Boy, am I not interested in seeing that movie. Anyway, another hilarious part is when they say they're going to lure President Fox into or President Garrison into a fox trap. That is a trap with Fox News. It's awesome to see Ike ride a St. Bernard and actually capture Garrison. It's too bad it's negated as he escapes. I admit, I was kind of turned off by the It parody as it seems too late. Well, it was also a parody of Stranger Things, which I haven't seen. It was great to have them visit the areas that were important in Carmen and Heidi's relationship. This show really is great with continuity. I am still disappointed there was no word on the Me Too movement. Those women actually became the person of the year just now. Well, not even this show is that topical. Hamster a Nation wrote, Watching the whole season was a pain in the ass. Not a single good episode. Not a single one while on season 20 there were two good episodes. People don't even care anymore about South Park. Why? Because it sucks. And this episode sucks. Maybe even more than the others. Bye South Park. I'll never see you again. Damn. Okay. Uh, Agent Nice, these reviews are great. My God, this is all over the place. I'm enjoying this. Agent Nice wrote, My friends and I have been overall satisfied with this season. Good laughs and what the hell moments, especially episode 9. I was really happy about episode 9 with the reference to the old movie and the South Park enemy, Canada. I had so much hope and excitement for the season finale, especially after the nuke in Canada. But all I got was a It Stranger Things reference episode. The only good thing about the season finale was Cartman and Heidi break up, which came a whole season too late. I know Man and Trey just trolled the fans with that relationship, but honestly, a whole season with this crap. I was fine with last season, even being a Dane and being the center of attention was fine with me. The whole effing Denmark was fine with me. But this season finale made my original intended 9 out of 10 to drop to a 7 out of 10. If the end of the season better, it could have been a 10 out of 10. Good season, really bad finale. Edvis-1997 wrote, Too much politics, huh? Why? Just make fun episodes. That's your job. If you think that president is bad, go vote for your candidates. It's getting ridiculous. Juan Diego Garcia Ruiz wrote, The episode was a decent South Park episode, especially the first half of it has many jokes which I personally found amusing. However, it seems like Trey and Matt have failed once again in wrapping up a season. The second half of the episode felt rushed and there weren't as many jokes. The Heidi and Cartman plotline had some great episodes, but I don't think it ended up being worth it to drag it throughout the entire season since the conclusion felt a bit predictable. Uh, okay. Eat Paj D. Ditzvin 520811150 wrote, To sum it up, there's some funny stuff in this episode. Some of it passed on from last week's episode. But on the whole, it's not making a whole lot of sense, even in a South Park way. The Trump joke ends up feeling forced as something that must be there. New Kick Toronto isn't that much of a big deal as one would expect. It was worth my time. 
I don't have any high expectations these days, and level was above this average or this season's average. However, I think the lesson learned from the past couple of seasons, and again illustrated with this episode, the writer should avoid writing themselves into continued plots they don't know how to finish. Stratus underscore fear wrote, We love President Trump. What we don't love is whiny little Hollywood nobodies that think they know what America needs to watch. Shut up and go home. Oh boy. Uh, Bendy Minge, with a long review, wrote, The biggest problem with this season, and this episode in particular, is that it's quite obviously, and offensively, seeking to prescribe the politics of the writing staff onto its audience. Yet, it's doing so on the basis of a laughably false premise. Garrison is depicted as a completely unhinged narcissist who becomes obsessed with opinion polls, to the point that he's like a wild animal stalking the children of South Park in a parody of It. A family called The Whites, how subtle, defend Garrison while everyone else in the town wants him gone. After he escapes, the season closes by saying that it's up to the whites as to whether he continues in office. Not only is this a pathetically simplistic interpretation of the demographics in the last election, and never mind that America is around 70% white, so quite obviously whoever wins the presidency is going to have to do so with their approval but it makes the case that Trump's base should abandon him in real life because of the fictional actions of President Garrison on the show. Garrison's run for the presidency was always supposed to be an exaggeration of Trump's not an actual reflection. That's why Garrison's campaign was full of threats to F all the immigrants to death and sexist comments that were not even remotely close to Trump's actual rallies. While President Trump is obviously not everyone's cup of tea, President Garrison is depicted as a vindictive and dangerous dictator, a stereotype which may appeal to the arrested development mindset of intellectually juvenile social justice warriors, but has no foundation in truth. Had this been a joke, then it would have been fine, but, as evidenced by the preachiness of the ending, Stone and Parker have apparently convinced themselves that their self-created fantasy is the truth, in much the same way as the news organizations deluded themselves during the election campaign, a lesson that the writing staff clearly didn't learn from as they also base Garrison's obsession with opinion polls, another complete invention of theirs, on the fact that the polls in the mainstream media have been negative, the same media outlets that got the polls completely wrong last year. What's more unsettling about this series is that South Park's writers, who used to be happy to mock everyone, are now falling for the same self-indulgent traps as other liberal institutions that are in fields supposed to be nonpartisan. Every platform that has tried to shoehorn identity politics and relativist postmodernism into their product in recent years has seen the quality of their work deteriorate and their populari popularity disintegrate as a result. You would have thought, given the season of two years ago lampooning the intolerant PC hive mind of the programmed hard left, that Stone and Parker would have understood this and tried to avoid the same fate. Instead, they've allowed their hatred of Trump, which they've never even attempted to explain or justify, to dictate the direction of the show for the past two years, all without any context that's actually applicable to real-life sense it's based on facial nonsense, yet the creators clearly want to be transferable to the voting habits of its viewers. Unfortunately for them, they clearly didn't learn that trying to emotionally blackmail and intellectually demean your audience into voting a certain way isn't the best way to make them agree with you, especially when your arguments, in quotes, are lies and distortions. In fact, the one genuinely funny and entertaining episode this year, Sons of Witches, was crucified by the regressive left for daring to... <gasps> actually portray Garrison as a human being instead of a cartoonish demon 
which sadly Stone and Parker seem to have submitted to, to the detriment of their work. And unfortunately for us, we can probably look forward to another seven years of this drivel. Well, actually, it's like three more years at best. Finally, uh, this review from Gabriel Montoya Perez wrote, Yeah, Carmen was a sick MF and would be manipulative, so he deserved to be dumped. But maybe hopefully in the next few seasons they get back together and hopefully he changes and doesn't take what's he, what he got for granted because she played a big part in season 20 and 21, and now that they are not together, it kind of seems like they didn't even know each other at all, because she is now kind of like a background character again. Doesn't matter if he's still mean to his friends and all, but they should make him have a soft spot for her. But yeah, I know it's possible that they'll somehow end up end back up together, but we will see in the near future. Seasons. Good day to you all. Okay. Wow. That was a lot to digest. Um, so, I, I want to talk about those reviews first. And then I'll get into the season. I honestly didn't... Like, I, I could see some, you know, like, where there are supporters of Trump acting like the whites did in that episode i i really do but at the same time trump wasn't really like the worst thing that ever happened to america before or since um trey and matt have always been the type of people that beat you know they go to the beat of their own drum and i don't know if if it is the Hollywood influence and the entertainment influence that got them into whatever these writers were writing here. Um, like I said, season 20 was lost when Trump won the election. And it was obvious they had no plan B, no comeback, and that season was lost. If you watch the Halloween episode again, which I do recommend. Garrison ends up being praised as a hero at the end of the episode. Remember that? He was. He was. Um. But yeah, this whole thing, and this even goes into t in today, with Trump and Biden and the liberals and the conservatives, and the far lefts, and the far rights, honestly has gone too far. It is getting to the point where everything everybody says is bullshit. It really is. They're just saying shit just so they could have a sound clip, so they could have the news play something. I can't really trust any of these politicians. At all. I really can't. Someone's going to have to try to make me a believer into somebody again. And I even said this at the time, many months ago. I might not vote in the next election, presidential election. Because it's probable it's going to be Trump and Biden again. Biden's going to be 82. Trump's going to be 78. There really needs to be an age limit on how old you could be president. Like, 70 is the max. You cannot be any older than 70 to be president. So, I, I think some of these reviewers missed the whole episode as a whole. Which is a shame because this is a really good episode. Because I didn't see anything political. I really didn't. Maybe because I don't give a crap about politics. Which I don't. I don't give a rat's ass. So, oh well. If I hurt your feelings, too bad. Now, as far as this season goes, first off, much better season than season 20. Much, much better. However... The only problem that I have with this ep or with this season 
is it didn't stay consistent. It didn't have like a streak of like four or five great episodes in a row. It's like at best you might have two, maybe three, and then it like takes a nosedive for a bad episode. This could be a forgettable season. Um, I wouldn't put it at the bottom of the season. Like I wouldn't put it down as like one of the worst seasons ever. It probably would be in the middle, but like the low part of the middle. So it's not the worst season. It's not the best season. It's a season. We'll just go with that. Some enjoyable moments and some enjoyable episodes, but overall, it's a season that probably won't be remembered for much. You can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97, and you can join our Facebook group, Sharks Pond South Park Podcast, where you can join other fans to discuss past, present, and when they pop up, future South Park episodes. And also, check out our friends at SMB, a South Park review, where they discuss classic South Park episodes. Okay, next time around, we are going to start Season 22 of South Park with the episode Dead Kids. That is the next episode here on Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. Hope you all enjoyed this episode, and I hope you enjoyed our look into Season 21 of South Park. I'm Bill, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you all next time in Season 22. Twenty-two.